Hey, welcome to the First Assembly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message and find it helpful and encouraging in your walk with Jesus. And we've been in this series on giving and generosity over this last number of weeks. And two weeks ago, we heard about stewardship and how we are to be faithful with what God gives us and to not squander or not to hide the treasure but to steward everything God gives us. Last Sunday, I shared a message on how faith and finances work together and, and, and how the Bible calls us to growing in the grace of giving. And today, as we approach the communion table, I want us to take just a few moments to reflect on this passage, John chapter 13. And so if you have your Bible, John chapter 13, the scripture will be on the screens for you as well. But as we reflect on this passage today, I want us to remember what Jesus did for us, the generosity that he showed to us. And as we do, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to help us become more like Jesus. Very simple this morning. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to make us generous like our Jesus. John 13. It was just before the Passover festival and Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. And having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. And Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, he took off his outer clothing, and he wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, Simon Peter said, You shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part in me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath... They need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is already clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said that not everyone was clean. And when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and he returned to his place. And do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightfully so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. And I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Lord, we ask you in these moments, as we reflect upon 
what you did, Lord, as you were preparing to go to the cross, you shared a meal, you spent time with your friends. And Lord, you modeled the greatest humility, the greatest generosity, the greatest sacrifice that you were about to give your life for the sins of mankind, but you spent that time modeling servanthood, generosity. And so Lord, today we pray that you would illuminate our minds and touch our hearts and Holy Spirit, that you would make us more like Jesus. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. You know, when someone goes out of their way to do something generous for you, it impacts us in many different ways, but especially if it's a surprise, somebody does something extremely generous, it's almost hard to take, especially when the generosity is very extravagant. And I think that's what's going on in this passage of Scripture, especially with Peter. He's, he's having a hard time receiving the generosity. Now, Jesus is sharing a meal with his disciples. Again, before he's going to the cross, and he's sitting around the table, and Leonardo da Vinci painting shows them all sitting at the table, but in this time, in this culture, they would have been reclining. They would have been reclining at the table and when they entered the house as was custom because the roads were dirty and dusty the servant the lowest position the person in the household that had the lowest position would take time before people sat around that table and would wash everyone's feet but Jesus he was the one that took the lowest position and he began to wash his disciples feet and as he washed his disciples' feet, Peter said, hey, Jesus, this is too much. This is hard for me to take. This expression of servanthood and generosity, it's like, I'm okay, my feet are okay. <laughs> Don't wash my feet. And sometimes I, I think we can identify with Peter because we think, wow, Jesus, you've been so generous to me. You've, you've been so good to me. And, or we, we can identify with that because it's, it's almost overwhelming that the King of Kings, the one we were singing about, as the angels cry holy, that he is the one that, that would serve us. Oh, we talk a lot about, I want to serve Jesus, and rightfully so, but friends, let's remember that he came to serve us. He came to seek and save. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Well, he, he was the one that came to seek and save the lost. He, he came for you and for me and for mankind. And... It's overwhelming to think that the God of the universe would, would so love the world that he would give his only son. That he would come and on this meal, on this night, this time before the Passover, before the cross, this generosity was expressed. And he washed the disciples' feet. And this, this time with Peter is, is interesting because I think we can identify. But here's, here's the principle. It's hard sometimes to receive what Jesus desires to give us and sometimes it's almost too good to be true that wow if we put our faith and our trust in Jesus that our sins are forgiven that we're right with God that we're going to heaven but this is the gospel this is the grace it's not by works of righteousness that we are saved it is according to his mercy God's grace that he extends to us it's incredible this is why it's such good news is because it's just hard to take sometimes it's overwhelming when we really truly think about the grace and the mercy that our God offers us. And it's modeled here by Jesus. And here's the principle. Before you can be generous like Jesus, you must first receive generosity 
from Jesus. But before you and I, and, and you know, as we look at different kingdom principles for, for kingdom living, and I was, I was going to preach on some principles of generosity today, and I'm going to get to that next week with our miracle offering. I'm going to share a little bit more about how we can apply some biblical principles. But I, I felt the Lord just lead me to this one simple principle this morning. And that is simply, before you and I can be generous like Jesus, we must first receive that generosity, that grace, that mercy. You see, it's not just about ticking boxes and, and following all these biblical principles, although if we do, we will be wise and we will prosper and we will honor God and we will see the vision accelerated as we sow, as we bring our offering next Sunday, as we sow a seed and we make a commitment in our heart to give above and beyond and as the Lord would lead us, again, willingly as the Lord would lead us. As we do that, we will see the, the vision accelerated. But the kingdom principle today that I just felt like the Lord just highlighted to me, said, as we go to the table, as we go to the communion table, before you and I could be generous like Jesus, I felt like the Lord just say, I, I want to just be generous to my people today. Would you open up your heart to receive his generosity in your life? Would you open up your heart? Some of you, you've served Jesus a long time. Others of you, you're new to the faith or you're exploring faith and Maybe you've learned some things about you have to climb a certain ladder. You have to do a certain amount of things in order to be pleasing to God. You have to work your way to salvation. But the good news of the gospel is that it's free. It costs Jesus everything. It's not cheap, but it's free. It's the free gift of salvation and eternal life through Jesus. And this is the message. And this is why he came, that we would just receive his generosity as he went to the cross. So here's how you and I can receive this generosity today. I'm just going to give you three things real quick. First of all, we have to receive his love. It says that he loved his own who were in the world. He loved them to the end. He loved his disciples. And as he washed their feet, washing the dust off of their feet from the journey, he washed every one of their feet, including Peter, who he knew would deny him just in a matter of days including Judas. Wow. He didn't skip Judas. He washed Judas' feet, knowing that he would betray him. This morning, receive his love. Receive his love. All their flaws and all their failures, he loved them to the end. And the reminder for us this morning is that Jesus loves us to the end, to the end of our lives, from the very beginning, from even before we were born. Bible says that even before we were born, God knew us that before the foundations of the world, he had a plan for us and he has loved you from the very beginning and he will love you and me to the very end. Wow. Even all my mistakes, even all my failures, even all the things I'm not certain about tomorrow, but today I can just receive his generosity and I can receive his love. And secondly, let him cleanse you. He began to wash Peter's feet. And Peter's, oh, that's getting a little personal, Jesus. And you don't need to do that. Like, I, like I'm good. And Jesus said, listen, unless I cleanse you, you have no part in me. In other words, you have no intimacy. You have no fellowship. And we all get dust from this life upon our feet. Metaphorically. We get dust from the world. And 
Sometimes we think, oh, I don't know if I want Jesus looking at that. or it's, it's kind of awkward that he would be washing my feet. And He's, the, after all, the king of kings. So Peter, it's like you and me. It's hard to take that generosity sometimes. But Jesus says, I, I need to do this because I want to have that friendship, that intimacy with you. And maybe there's some areas as we come around this communion table today that you just need to bring to the Lord. Maybe there's some thoughts, some attitudes, some behaviors, some sin that the Lord has already convicted you about and has been convicting you about. Or even in this moment, you're just like, yeah, I, just, I need to make that right with God today. And then Peter, like you and me sometimes, well, Lord, if you then in that case, I want you just to wash everything, like wash my head, wash my feet. And Jesus is like, look, Peter, you already had a bath before you came to the dinner. You're good, okay? You're good. And what he was saying is you're already clean. In other words, in Christ, we are already saved. If you've put your trust and your faith in Jesus, you're already saved. When you come to the communion table today, by faith you've been saved. If, you, if you've surrendered your life to Christ, you're already clean in him. But there may be some areas that the Lord needs to attend to today. And could we bring those things to him? Areas of unforgiveness and brokenness and some pain. So let him cleanse you. Unless I wash you, you have no part in me, Jesus says. And he wants to have, what that means is intimacy, friendship. He doesn't say, get your act together, Peter. He says, Peter, just let me wash what I need to and deal with what I need to. And then finally, let the Lord bless you today with his love and his generosity. Just open up your heart and say, Lord, I want to receive everything you have for me. I want to receive your love. I want to receive your grace. I want to receive the blessings and the favor. Do you know that there's so much favor and blessing that God wants you and me to walk in? And I truly believe that there is so much more in God than we are currently experiencing. And we are experiencing some good things. And we are experiencing some moments of grace in this church. But how many are with me today that there is more? There is more. And so let him bless you. Why? Why? Why does God want to bless us? Why does he want to bless your family and bless your business and bless this church and bless this season? Why does he want to bless us? Because we are blessed to be a blessing. How can we be a blessing unless we let it flow from the blessing that we've been given? And I feel like the Lord is saying today, I want to bless you in ways that you have never dreamed or imagined. If you will open your heart. Oh God, but it's hard to take. No, no, no. We can all identify with that. When, when such generosity is bestowed upon us, it's hard to take. But could we for a moment like Peter stop arguing with the Lord and just say Lord if you want to bless me then Lord I will turn all of that blessing back to you I will give freely I have received oh Lord freely I will give I will give of my time I will give of my talent I will give as you call me in the area of, of finance I will give Lord generously I will give I will, a listening ear I will give a helping hand Lord how you bless me from that fountain of blessing that you bless my life with let it spill over let there be an overflow today I believe God wants to bless your life in such a way that there would be an overflow that would begin to happen in your life like you've never experienced oh wow there's just overflow oh wow there's just extra oh wow look at the blessing and the favor of God that I'm sensing and feeling and seeing in my life and Lord this is not just for me to hoard I'm not going to be like that steward that buries is in the ground but I'm going to be like that steward that multiplies my life so that others can be blessed let him bless you he says you should wash one another's feet 
Jesus said, this is the example. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So before you and I can receive generosity, or achieve generosity, I should say, before you and I can achieve generosity, we must truly first receive generosity. We must truly receive generosity. I'm going to pray, and we're going to position our hearts to receive in a time of communion. And after I pray, we're going to turn it over to the Seton campus, and then this campus, the elders and those who are serving communion today, you can begin to get ready now. But after I pray, we're going to receive communion. I'm going to ask you to hold on to it. And at Seton as well, hold on to it. And then Pastor Hunter will lead you in the south and I will lead you here as we prepare our hearts. So let me pray. Father, thank you that you've been so good to us, so generous to us. And Lord, there are so many beautiful kingdom principles that we can apply to our lives. But Lord, truly the roadmap is our eyes are on you. Our hearts are for you. And Lord, as we today just receive your generosity again and fresh in our lives. Lord, let generosity flow through us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening. Our prayer is that this week's message has challenged you and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. For more information about First Assembly and how to get connected at our church, please visit our website at fa.church. Thanks so much. We'll see you again next week.